here with uh, Red Hill Rambling, and that is what we're fixing to do with some Red Hill Rambling. Uh, we've been running all up and around Red Hill all day, actually all week. Um, we've dialed it back a little bit. I think we've about wore ourselves out hunting so hard first couple weeks, but uh, that's that's what happens. Hey, got some people joining in here. We appreciate that. Um, Mom, turn your Wi-Fi off if you don't care. Uh, some things we'd like to talk about. Um, had some success there fairly early. Uh, still going after them pretty hard. But like I said, this weather has kind of kind of slowed us down a little bit. So I just want to say uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Devin Mullins is live now. I don't know if that's you that just joined in. I'm sorry that it took me an extra five minutes. Uh, Ryan Felix, what's up, man? Um, thank you for joining in. Sorry, it took me an extra five minutes when you're casting remotely. Uh, it makes it a little bit tougher. But uh, a few talking points I wanted to go over tonight. Got Dad here again. Uh, he's had some success as well. I mentioned he killed a pretty good size old turkey. Had an inch and what three eight spurs. Probably as long a spur as a turkey as we've ever seen. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I titled this one. Three things that you feel like have changed turkey hunting the most since since you started. Well, I'm kind of a leisurely hunter. Now, I get pretty excited when that old gobbler goes to gobbling, and I'll climb a mountain with the best of them. But as you know, they're not gobbling a lot this year, so I'd say the biggest thing on my list that's changed turkey hunting is that old gobbler lounger. When I first started hunting, they gave you a little old pad with a vest. And when you got a big old butt like mine and you big old fat boy, that pad goes away quick. So it's good to have that turkey lounger. It's basically a beach chair that's camouflaged. If you don't have one, you need that in your arsenal. Uh, and and I have to say, uh, for this year, I really enjoyed, and we don't do no sponsorships, but that Onyx. I, I'm I'm on that thing every day, figuring out who's owning property and yeah, we don't really where the, know where the government we, is. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if we pronounce it right or not. We don't know if it's Onyx or Onyx or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Dad called it the X for a while. I know that's not right, but uh, but that's two things that for certain that. But yeah, I strongly recommend the old gobbler lounger when you're sitting there. They're not gobbling. You're sitting on a ridge, blind calling and. I mean, you might even take a nap, and it feels so good. Been known to do that. Might have done that today, even. But uh, but anyway, that's two things I'd say. Go ahead. I don't want to take up all your show. Oh, you're not taking up my show. You did jump ahead on me a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you said Those the three are, things. That, I said three things that you feel like have changed. Napping while hunting is the best, says Ryan Felix. Yeah, you were correct. I was curious. I said three things you think have changed it. I guess those have changed it for you, haven't they? Um, yeah, that's some of the same things I had. Onyx, which is an app, you get a seven-day free trial. And shoot, I mean, whatever kind of hunting you're doing, especially if you're trying to hunt public. Um, I mean, even if you're in the real estate business, it might be a good app to have. Uh, it's a little bit behind, like, a county like ours that doesn't have a PVA website, it's a little bit behind on their surveys and their corners and things, but it is catching up. Still gives you a pretty good idea. Um, he mentioned the gobbler lounger. Um, 
I think I don't know if Turkey Thugs or Mossy Oak. I don't know who makes those, but uh, we got two this year, twenty dollars a piece, so probably the best twenty bucks you could spend. Uh, one thing that I really like, I got from uh, Russell Knight Knight's hunting products. Um, a gun knee rest. He calls it a hands-free. I'm not sure exactly what is what the correct name for it is, but it's Knight's hunting products. Um, it's a thing you strap it around your knee. Rest your shotgun stock on it, and as well, it's got a, a thing that goes around your shoulder. To, um, I mean, basically, that is it makes it hands free. You don't have to touch your gun. You can run a slate call while your gun is just sitting there. Don't have to worry about it flopping around. I know when I was a kid, dad would want me to be still, and I'd fall asleep. My gun barrel would fall in the dirt. He'd be aggravated. More than one time, I woke him <laughs> up, folks, to tell him there's a turkey coming in to get up, get awake, and get up. So, anyway. Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's what dads are for. That's right. Um, anything else you can think of, add on? I got a few more. Go ahead, though. I mean, that's uh, one thing I'll say about that turkey lounger. I'm kind of an expert in that. When you're done the season, some of you all done tagged out. When you're done, spray a little WD-40 on those rivets of that turkey lounger because uh, they get wet, and then during the off-season, they rust, and then you get ready to use them next year, and you get them out, and you plop down in it, and those rivets pop. So put your little WD-40 at the end of season, and then next year at the start of season, and it'll prolong the life of those loungers. <clears throat> um, the hunting from a blind has changed dramatically. We haven't done it a lot this year, but in years past, I mean, it helps you introduce kids into turkey hunting. Or somebody that can't be still. Somebody can't be still. Uh, we were able to get our nephew one early in the, during youth season, and he sat in the blind. And and uh, I mean, it's you know, it's good for that. Uh, I don't like to be confined to one area. I like to get up and move. And uh, but but especially as season goes along, those gobblers get a little call shy. And if you move, sometimes that makes them a little more curious. If you're if you're clucking on one side of the hill and you move and you up to the other side, it may, seems a little more realistic for for real world turkey. But uh, but yeah, windy, drizzly, rainy day. If you're not into stalking, I mean, yep. go put your blind up where you think they might cross. And turkeys and deer and all kinds of wildlife will follow a lot of the same patterns. Turkey maybe are some of the easiest ones to pattern. Well, maybe not this time of year. But uh, set it up at a crossing where you think they're going to come through. No telling what you'll see if you sit there long enough. But, yeah, blinds change things a lot. I'll tell you something else. And uh, doggone shells have come a long way. I mean, uh, you used to, you know, 30 yards about max. And now they'll stand out there at 50, some 60 yards. And, and uh, I mean... Uh, I remember, you know, when I first started in this, you know, you, uh, I think Remington would put out some, some shells and they were green best I remember. And they, they said they'd go a little bit longer whether they did or not. I don't know, but, but now man, them, I mean, they got all kinds of ammo. Uh, what's that one we, we saw down at the Turkey convention at uh, Apex, Apex, man, Apex, old man. Yeah, TS, the tungsten shells really is what Yeah, them, them rascals will get out there and, get that turkey people so. talking about killing turkeys at 70 yards that's a little bit further that's about 20 yards further than i like to shoot but well, if you can do it put a good shot on him pour it on him when you watch that rascal strut just out of gun distance all day long and i mean that's that's when you need a shell like that when he just barely gets out of range and you 
and he starts to go the other way and you lay down on him, I mean, that apex ammunition is about, what, $55 for five shells. So they like it. They don't want to get rid of it. But <laughs> I shot one this year that, uh, well, that or the other day that you mentioned earlier, uh, 40, 42 paces. So that's probably about 40 yards through the brush. I was well pleased with it. I shot with them a couple times through the brush and didn't turn out as well. No, you didn't, did you? <laughs> that's that's honorable that you'd mentioned that on your podcast that you've had a couple misses. I don't know if it's honorable or not. Well, uh, I just want to tell everybody the main thing is don't get discouraged. Don't get it, discouraged. It happens to anybody, even people that can do. Don't just because you start a turkey hunt podcast don't mean you're a turkey hunting legend or nothing. <laughs> what is it, old Cuz Strickland says? There ain't no absolute. There no are absolutes. no absolutes in turkey hunting. Yeah, you will get humbled quite frequently. When you go after the gobbler. Yeah, I'd like to give, uh, I was listening, I've been listening to a couple podcasts, and that's, uh, like I talked about, you know, we've been watching YouTube, Penalty Project, Catman, uh, THP, watch all those guys, and like I mentioned, I'm a terrible video, video man, so I thought a podcast would be a lot easier, so I've been listening to some podcasts as well. My favorite one right now, it's a new one as well, Fistful of Dirt, uh, Ronnie Cuss Strickland hosts it, uh, He's one of the main guys with Mossy Oak. He's had um, talks on there and, and some other people that give some really good insights, some biologists. I uh, don't think you'll get to hear any biologists on this show. Uh, maybe some people that think they're biologists like Doug Thomas. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know if Doug's tuned in or not. Um, well, yeah, it's uh, I, I tell you, though. Um, another, oh, sorry, another one is Meat Eater. Uh, he had a good one the other day about turkeys gobbling. Why they why he thinks they don't gobble as much. He had a biologist on, and just talking about how tough the life of a turkey is from before it's even born. I mean, you have the hen that gets bred by a gobbler of her choosing, and then goes and sets on a nest for ten to probably four, eight to fourteen days and lays a dozen eggs or so, and then they consider a successful hatch. Her hatching one pole out is considered successful and then that that little poult only has like a 75 or a, a 25 percent chance i'm sorry from the time it's hashed only has a 25 percent chance to making it to a year old i don't even know if that's right but turkeys have so many things against them and cuz was talking about that too about how i don't mean to get off on a different subject i'm just rambling um it's talk, red hill rambling yeah though. it is red hill rambling talking about how from a time a turkey is alive, it is just unreal how many things in its wheelhouse are trying to kill it and eat it. Everything in the woods is trying to kill and eat a turkey. I well, guess. A little old rabbit ain't trying to eat a turkey. Let's, okay. not, let's well, not put down they, the bunny rabbit. They understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving a little humor there. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's all I got. Um, anything else you can think of, feel like? No, I mean, that you pretty much pretty much covered it i mean it's uh, I, i've had a good time i mean i you know like i say i've killed one and and we've struggled this week and the weather ain't really cooperated and but i've got to spend time with my son i heard an old wise man tell me one time uh if you hunt with your kids you won't have to hunt for your kids and this boy right here sitting with me loves to turkey hunting better than i do and uh and I mean, I've had a good time with him. I mean, shoot, today we got to winch a side by side up over a rock cliff. I've used a chainsaw. I've got soaking wet. 
but man, I have stamped my man card today and I feel good. I would lay down tonight and sleep good and, and I've had a good day today. Yeah. And, I mean, and we ain't heard a gobble, but get out there. Well, you thought you maybe heard one. <laughs> maybe, but you, you say I can't hear. So you, you question it when I said that. I so said, if it don't count, if, if, if I hear it, it don't count. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, one thing that we skipped over that I thought this one thing that's probably changed turkey hunting the most and made it more exciting for me. And we'll, you'll probably hear us mention Harold Knight and David Hill a whole lot on here because I love watching those guys get on YouTube and they've got like about six shows on there that are an hour and a half to two hours long. Of I guess sometime in the nineties, early two thousands of them turkey hunting. And if you can't learn from them guys, how to do it then you're probably unteachable um but the one thing that they made popular i guess out in western kentucky carry light came out with what was called you know used to have the little flex foam decoys and i guess occasionally they work but never worked for me not one time carry light changed the game and probably about 2005 or six when they came out with a pretty boy decoy yep and you could put your own tail fan in that thing and that was the pretty boy decoy and pretty girl or pretty penny, whatever her name was. They accounted for a lot of turkey kills and coming in, watching the old turkey come from 200 yards away to come to 30 or 40 yards and strut around your decoy. There is nothing more exciting than that. And then you lowering the boom on them. Coming in, trying to whoop your decoy, two or three young Toms trying to gang up on him. What I think one time we, the pretty, thing i've ever seen well i ain't gonna i hate to i ain't gonna drop any other any names on here i don't want everybody knowing where we're hunting we <laughs> we was a hunting in our honey hole I, i'll say that they'll they'll know where we're talking about if they listen in hunting in our honey hole and, and uh, we had one gobbler i think behind us and we looked out in the field probably 200 yards away and there was four gobblers in a row strutting i mean it's pretty i'll never forget that and that's been it's crazy to think i'm old enough to say 10 years ago now but it's been 10 years ago, uh, at least eight. Look over there and have one gobbler gobbling behind us and look out and four more are lined up in a row. And uh, I don't know. for what, Our I think, honey hole ain't been too honeyful this year. But well, anyway, that's all right. It can't, you know, we, I've had, we've hunted a lot on public land. That's like I referenced that. that we have, we've branched X. out a whole lot. We've hunted Pulaski. We've hunted Laurel. We've hunted Rockcastle. And we've hunted Jackson. And Lord, we'd probably go anywhere else if we thought we could hear one. Um, but yeah, I think that Carry Light Pretty Boy Decoy, not long after that, uh, Primo started pushing the B Mobile. Um, and nowadays, a lot of people like to use a scoot and shoot. Who makes scoot and shoot? I don't know. Oh, there's different versions of them. Funky Chicken, uh, scoot and shoot. That's another thing that changed the game. I don't use it a whole lot. Hunting public, I'm afraid it'll get shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, things like that have been, been, uh, big game changers, um, for turkey hunting. And that's, that's really about, uh, I would recommend getting a, the, well, on certain turkeys I, and maybe turkeys are getting more accustomed to them. I don't know if they've seen those decoys. How many times you put out decoys this year? I don't use decoy at all, but you know, if, if you go, I mean, I would say, I've had success with decoys early in the season. Now, I don't know if them things are smart enough to to learn as the season goes. And I guess they get more wild and they're suspect of statues that don't move in the middle of the field. But 
but anyway well if you have two turkeys come into your decoy and one gobbler sees another one get picked off he is going to be leery of that yeah i mean it's and 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 but wait i'm not used i'm pretty boys not even come out of the bag this year that i know of unless you did it uh no i think uh let zach borrow uh jake decoy i think he might have killed a gobbler around it but that's i put out a hen and never saw anything after i put it out but that wasn't wasn't the hen's fault um anything else no i mean it's it's been a good season i mean if i don't get to use that other tag it's all right uh you know we've been a lot of hunting pressure this year i mean we i think we referenced that the other day i mean people off work and wanting to get out in the woods and that you know that ain't a bad thing i'm glad people are are wanting to get get out and and hunt and and, uh, you know pass it on to other generations and and uh what was that story cuz told there yesterday the, the principal called him he'd missed 40 some days 40, of school missed 46 <laughs> days of school and kind of if he missed another one he wasn't graduating <laughs> i mean you know and i'll never i'll tell this story and then i'll hush but one time we was hunting at our honey hole and, and there's a logging they were in and you skip school that day and i'm i'm not not a good parent sometimes but but anyway, I guess it's all right. Let's skip school turkey hunting. You'd skip school that day, and we were hunting, and we'd come out of the woods. Maybe we'd killed one that morning. We'd come out, and there was an old logger. He was logging another part of that farm, and we stopped and talked to him, and, and he showed you and, and me both how to sharpen a chainsaw. And uh, and I, and you left there that day, and you told me, you said, Dad, I learned more right there than I would have learned at school all day. And, you know, sharpening a chainsaw is important to know, uh, sometimes maybe more important than an algebraic equation. But anyway, uh, just well, wanted to throw that I, in there. Maybe maybe I wouldn't have learned more, but it, at least I was something I paid attention to. Is <laughs> <laughs> it, it served us well for the years? But but yeah. I, anyway, I've rambled on enough, but that's why it's called. You may tell why we why we call it Red Hill. What that's yeah. I, I mentioned a little bit last week. I call it Red Hill Rambling because most of the hunting we do uh, is in a to rock castle jackson line an area rock castle county kentucky is where we're located i don't know how far this branch is out but uh, rock castle county kentucky um is where we're located and we like to hunt our favorite place to hunt government private land anywhere out highway 1955 and it's called red hill and that's kind of how i came up with the name red hill rambling and uh just wanted to give a few talking points that's some things that have changed things for us uh, I would recommend downloading Onyx. I would recommend getting that gun rest. And they make the, the gun rest for your knee, free up your hands, anything you can do to help do that. But don't free up your hands so much that you keep them moving. Uh, try and be still. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Looks like we still got a few people listening. Thank you, Ryan, tuning in all the way from Kansas. Appreciate that. And we're signing off from uh, Red Hill Rambling. We'll see you all in a few days. Thank you.